Welcome to More Than Money. We wish that for you every single Saturday morning. We wish that for you every single day, that the good Lord be with you. And uh, goodness, beautiful day out there today. A little overcast, but still gorgeous. I did see a big glowing ball of fire in the sky. <laughs> I yeah, think they call that, that the a, sun. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I saw it briefly. What a relief. I thought nuclear attack. and uh, no. I, It scared me at first because I was unfamiliar with unfamiliar it. Unfamiliar with mm. the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, I think it's supposed to come back. We can't we can't identify it at this moment because no. we're maybe facing the wrong direction. We're 67 stories up, so it's always we're a above bit the of sun. A yeah. Well, we're above <laughs> yeah. just everything. We're yeah. so above. I've been missing there. that sun uh, very much. And when she says that, she doesn't just mean Andrew. But I do uh, miss him too. Uh, he's been gone what back a week, uh-huh. and <laughs> already she's jonesing for mm-hmm. her son to go. Can I have more, please? <laughs> Could you cook me more, please? <laughs> well done, indeed. Uh, welcome to More Than Money. If you are a loyal listener, then you know in moments I will give you three different ways for you to reach out to us. Join our show. Be the heart of our show. Be the reason we get up at dark 30. It was dark this morning. Mm-hmm. 5.05, I went, huh, pitch black. Yeah. Um, almost full moon, if not full moon last night. So pitch black is a little bit dramatic. <clears throat> a lot of moonlight, but still 505. Oh, dark 30. Happy to be with you so that we can serve you this morning. We are the most relevant financial show on radio. Without a doubt, absolutely cannot be challenged because you set the agenda. You're the ones who decide what we talk about. You're the questions that we answer. You're the uh, priorities that we uh, respect and uh, the observations that we correct. Oh, that was like a little poem. Haiku. No, but hopefully later. Oh, hi. Sorry. I misinterpreted haiku there for a second. Um, <laughs> bottom line is if you would like to join us, and when I say us, Alyssa Young, Gene Dickinson, John Elliott, bringing you all the information that you need for the next uh, one hour and 51 minutes. Happy to be with you. You can call us 833-707-7900, toll-free from wherever you are, even if you're in our California, our West Coast uh, contingent, Upper Midwest contingent, uh, up and down the East Coast contingent. It is toll-free, 833-707-7900. You may send us emails, of course, Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com, gene at askmtm.com. And if you wish to share our show, and for so many folks who are listening this morning, they've already figured all this out. It's uh, really rather straightforward. Mm -hmm. You go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. It's been the website now, gosh, coming up on 30 years that we were one of the first financial advisors to have a website, uh, even when we had no idea why we would want one. Hmm. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, so bottom line, morethanmoneyonline.com. Hit the listen live button. You can share our show with anyone or maybe, gosh, you're listening this morning going, eh, I'm not really picking up the single signal that strongly. Just go to the website, morethanmoneyonline.com. iHeartMedia powers that so you have access to us crystal clear, crystal clear. Wasn't she a country singer? Well, at any rate, uh, you may listen, you may ask, and we encourage exactly that, especially 
Uh, the icebreaker call that always puts a smile on Alyssa's face. Mm-hmm. 833-707-7900. Busy week this week. Very, yeah. Very. Goodness. Yeah, next got, week's pretty busy too. I think <laughs> I got to uh, actually say hello to you for a total of seven minutes mm-hmm. this week. Yeah, I think you're right. It, it was seven minutes. Hi, I'm going to a meeting. Hi, <laughs> I have a phone call. Hi, I'm, I'm watching video of my son. No, <laughs> that, was a, that, was that was later. Yeah, that was, that was last night. That was last night. Good week for the markets. Mm. Yeah, all three, all three major indices up for the week. Um, I have no other like highlights. There's so much going on politically that makes me either want to go. Hmm, that's pretty cool, or. Mm. Yeah. That's like just in the back of my throat a little bit. How do you feel about um, the fact that, you know, states have different schedules for their primary election process and the people who don't have one of the first opportunities to vote have fewer choices? It's stupid. Isn't it? Yeah, it's stupid. By the time we get to Pennsylvania, it is almost always irrelevant. Yeah, I it really bothers me. As well it should. And the whole system's beyond stupid. Oh, yeah. Uh, New Hampshire, if you go to Iowa, they don't even have votes. They have caucuses. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, By all reports, they're actually pretty engaging, and there's still a couple hundred thousand people who are involved. That's impressive, Mm -hmm. especially this year when it was minus 30 degrees in a blizzard. Um. And then you go to New Hampshire, and if just the day before the election you decide, you know, I'd really like to vote on the Republican side. I know I'm a Democrat. I'd like to. You can switch over, and you can vote on somebody else's. I can't uh, vote on it. I can't vote at all. I'm not in one of the major party affiliations, and I have very little opportunity to say anything during a primary election. So the whole satanic thing, you're not allowed to vote for a Republican? Nope. Oh, wow. (laughs) <laughs> she let me <coughs> slide with satanic. <clears throat> We're gonna have to talk to Michael tonight. Oh <laughs> that squared uh, way. No, the um, the different schedules, the different. Well, gosh, the Democratic Party decided that Iowa and New Hampshire don't count. The first, they don't care about anything else. The first primary, as far as they're concerned, is South Carolina. And well, that's, how do you arbitrarily the, yeah, decide yeah, yeah, this nonsense? How, well, there's all kinds of arbitrarily nonsense. <laughs> Let's see, politics and arbitrary nonsense. I think those are synonyms. <laughs> <laughs> Just, it's and, redundant. And that's why this is not a political show. So. Uh, that's right. That's <laughs> Moving that, on. That phrase is redundant and it's repetitive. And you know it's saying the same thing over and over again. <laughs> 833-707-7900, Icebreaker Call. Icebreaker Call. I love not wasting any time. I'm going to thank David for joining us so quickly this morning. Good morning, sir. How can we serve you? Good morning. Thank you. Uh, yes, I have a question in regards to uh, a trust for a special needs uh, individual, a okay. child. I have a grandchild that has uh, special needs. And uh, my daughter and her husband recently redid their will and set up, I guess, in the will, language uh, dealing with uh, a special needs trust for my uh, their child or my grandchild mm-hmm. um, but it's not uh, open uh, they don't they don't have the money to put into it or anything but anyhow um, I was wondering can I also open up a special needs trust because my wife and I do have assets we're at the point where we'd like to you know from a financial planning point of view probably start to fund it 
And can you, I guess, assuming you can open it at any amount, I know like places like Fidelity, you can open an account at a dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, is that possible to have separate uh, special needs trusts for an individual? Uh, David, it is. However, you should be very, very cautious, very, very careful in terms of having multiple special needs trusts. And, and here's why. The function of a special needs trust is to ensure that the services that this child relies on, typically provided by some form of governmental agency, typically requiring some um, economic um, qualification, translation, uh, some limited resources. They are not allowed to have tremendous amounts or significant amounts of outside assets or resources or income. So a special needs trust for folks who have never heard of such a thing uh, is very specifically designed. It is very carefully constructed so that the assets in the trust can provide for that child and, and of course, right on through adulthood, uh, support up to the limit that they are eligible to receive and still maintain the services uh, that they require from uh, either care, education, et cetera, from governmental agencies. So if there are multiple special needs trusts and, and they, f- for lack of coordination, uh, provide the child with more than is permitted, it could end up creating an issue with for the child. You might wish to consult with um, the child's parents, uh, your son, your daughter, um, in, in terms of their uh, attorney and, and, and the coordination. You might want to contribute to the existing special needs trust. Um, these are options, uh, but certainly considerations that you need to look at so that inadvertently you don't end up creating a problem down the road for the child, uh, him or herself. Oh, okay. I, I, they haven't opened theirs because they don't. As I said, they don't have the funds to put into it. Right. And I asked her about that, and she said, I don't know. They went to some attorney who, she claims, is an expert in it only because they have a special needs child themselves as sure. an attorney. But um, something about well, you don't open it unless you have a lot of money to open it with. And I thought, well, what? I know why can't you open it with small amounts and continue to add to it? In yeah, fact, and, you know, and here, here's why. The, the trust itself is not an, an inexpensive thing to create. The legal oh. fees involved in setting up the trust can be pretty substantial. Secondly, once the trust is open, if there are assets in the trust, you have to start filing tax returns. You have to start uh, making sure that all of the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted, and that will be that will incur a cost as well. It is not unusual at all for a special needs trust to be set up just as you're describing. It's set up by the parents, no money in it currently, and it gets funded at the passing of the parents, both parents, not one parent. uh, But when both parents have, have passed, then the special needs trust is funded, and those assets are then distributed according to the trust uh, to uh, to protect the child. So it is what what you're describing is not unusual at all. Uh, you're quite right. Can you set up an account with Fidelity for a dollar? Sure. Uh, is that the real 
uh, conundrum? The answer is no. The real issue is the legal cost involved in setting up the trust and maintaining the trust year by year and the potential accounting costs as well if the trust is funded, um, um, what, currently, currently funded. Okay, one other question. Actually, in my uh, the wills that my wife and I currently have, uh, we state in that, for example, if, for example, my daughter uh, would precede us, um, that her share actually would go into uh, would cre- would go into a special needs uh, trust to be created through the will, our will, uh, which we've had in there for some time. Um, be very cautious, David. Make sure when you review your documents that it literally is a specific special needs trust. Mm-hmm. Again, not unusual at all for a grandparent, a parent in this case, to set up an, an estate that says if if uh, if we're gone, it goes to my daughter. If she's gone, it goes to her daughter in trust. Uh, and there are lots of different kinds of trust. The most typical is just a generation skipping trust where it goes from from your the next generation to the subsequent generation, the grandchild. Uh, and that would provide for typically would provide for uh, some income, some asset um, recognition at certain ages. It may or may not qualify as a special needs. It sounds like in your mind, it absolutely does. That's fantastic. Uh, if it does not, it's something that needs to be addressed. Yeah, our lawyer, when we did this years ago, uh, said that um, specifically said it would be a special needs trust. Excellent. There's like two pages, two pages of language in there mm-hmm. relating to that. Um, Excellent. Because of that, that very purpose of uh, you know making sure that the assets would be put into a special trust so that she also could get any um, government uh, related right. uh, benefits. So, so okay, I, I just didn't know whether you could have separate ones and in, in, in all of that uh, situation. David, okay, I appreciate, uh, appreciate one, more, your... one more thing, David. I would yes. encourage you to take advantage of our um, free opportunity for a free review of those documents, and you and your daughter could take advantage of that using our service there where you can sit down with the estate planning attorney. He specializes in this stuff as well. If you want to double check and ask, um, you know, some more specific questions from somebody who does this every day, um, you can call our office and schedule that time and just sit down with Keith Stroll just to have peace of mind that everything is worded correctly and set up correctly and, you know, get um, any other details ironed out. Okay. appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, David. God bless. God bless. Uh, So many uh, families face uh, those very issues, Uh, special needs children um, on, gosh, challenges that you and I can't even begin to imagine. We are blessed with children that are happy and healthy and and, uh, independent and strong. Um, And children, sadly, can be faced with physical challenges emotional challenges, mental challenges, uh, goodness, um, cognitive challenges. Um, The list is pretty extensive. Fortunately, we have a society that's very compassionate and there are lots of resources. Unfortunately, um, quite often, inadvertently, very, very much innocently, um, grandma, grandpa decides I'm going to leave this this young girl that needs my help. And when we pass, we're going to leave her $100,000. And that may very well disqualify that child from the the resources that they need. 
There are lots of organizations in, in the Lehigh Valley that are helping to address these things. Um, autism, for example, is uh, a, a topic that when I was growing up, we never spoke of. I don't know that the term was even uh, coined at that point. Uh, and, and I'm sure, I guarantee you, there were um, uh, young men and women that I went to school with that may have qualified as being on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm certain that some of the folks that I went to school with are saying, hmm, I think it was Gene. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Gene. Yeah, mm, yeah it was Gene. Um, so that, that understanding is evolving. Mm-hmm. And part of that evolution is we talk about special needs children. And that's very misleading because special needs children turn into special needs adults. And then, and then what happens? What happens if you have a special need adult child that you have been caring for for your, the entirety of your life and you pass away? Mm-hmm. The issues are substantial. The challenges are very, very real. Lots of great organizations. If you're in that position, please don't feel like you're alone. Please don't feel like you've got to face these things and discover uh, answers and 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 kind of uh, uh, shoulder the burden alone. You don't have to. There are tremendous organizations that can give you great information, great support. Um, there are organizations that are are intending to uh, to help solve some of these problems. Mm-hmm. So take advantage of, of the resources. Absolutely. And and for people who are maybe hearing some of these terms for the first time, um, know that the the benefit, main benefit of that special needs trust is, um, just to put it straightforward, um, assets within it will not disqualify the person who needs support from those services that they're all, you know, eligible for now. So um, that's why it's important. They, they, they have another kind of pool of resources that can be used to help them in their life without stopping the you know government agency um, services that they're already enjoying that might be aid, uh, need-based. So um, it's something to look into if you have someone in your life who you think that could help. God bless. God bless yeah. indeed. Uh, 833-707-7900, Alyssa at AskMTM.com, MoreThanMoneyOnline.com. I believe young lady says, I am married. I'm 21 years young, Uh, retired at 69 and a half. I have a disabled grown child living with us. Wow. Um, Talk about a connection. Yeah. Uh, we provide most of his support. I got started saving for retirement late. I was the sole support of the family for many years. Uh, once my children completed school and I was able to do so, so I started putting money into a 403B. Uh, I paid off my mortgage early many years ago. I have no outstanding debts. My cars are paid off. We use our credit cards to make most purchases because we earn bonus points. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, we pay them off monthly. We never pay interest. We live in the same small home which we bought in 1979. (laughs) That's pretty cool. I grew up poor, one of seven children. We had no money, no advice on money management, except we should not spend money we did not have. That's the basic rule. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's That's all you need. (laughs) Uh, We should not buy on credit. If we couldn't pay it off, that's how my parents survived. I learned that important lesson. My husband and I struggled financially throughout a lot of our marriage, but never went into debt. Uh, All our loans have been paid back early. My 403B money is in an IRA now. 
I had a financial counselor assigned to me by that company when I retired. I got communication from his team asking me to contact them to discuss how to invest my money. I have never spoken to him or met him, although I am encouraged by this company to do so. I don't know if it would cost me money to talk to him or how all that works. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, there is about $950,000 in my IRA. So for all of you listening out there that are maybe starting out on kind of earlier on your journey and you heard the, the, the preamble that says uh, grew up poor, one of seven children, um, don't spend money you don't have, don't borrow money if you don't have to. Hmm. I wonder if that's a reasonable path to follow. Oh. Well, by the way, you can end up with a million dollars <laughs> just in the IRA. We're not talking about the house. We're not right. talking about uh, I have no idea what's happening with the principal of that money, whether it's doing well or losing money. Can I rely on this company to advise me or should I try to find someone outside that institution? I am confused. We also have several small IRAs, traditional Roth, small inherited IRA. We have not had to take any money out of retirement accounts thus far. They're not 73 yet. Okay. Uh, but I know I will have to do so soon. I have a pension from my long-term employer and my husband and I both take social security. Uh, God, this is enough to cover social security and our pensions enough to cover all our living expenses easily. Nice. No shock there. Uh, I also have a fair amount of money in a four and a half percent savings account because I don't know where to put it. Question, how do I pick a financial advisor? How much do they charge? And will they advise us on other things other than just investments like taxes and estate planning? Hmm. I have longevity in my family and I'm in very good health for now. I just don't want to run out of money if I live too long. And the whole idea of managing something this important as our retirement money when I know so very little terrifies me. Wow. Wow. Well, congratulations. Kudos. <laughs> Kudos indeed. Tip of the hat and all those other kinds of things. Genuflect and bowing and, and great stuff. What a wonderful success story. Mm-hmm. Um, faced with uh, significant challenges. Um, she's the primary breadwinner and always has been. And, and yet here they are. House paid off. No debts whatsoever. Way over a million dollars of assets. And... And she's confused. And yet she's the kind of person who says, I'm worried. I don't want to run out of money. Do you see that trend? Of course. (laughs) Of course. Of course. Now, um, we're coming up on our first break. So this kind of sets the stage. We're going to dig into this, of course, as we come back. Um, Her questions are very straightforward and the answers are going to be very straightforward. But we're going to circle back and dig into her her current situation just a little bit as well um, because there's... There's some connections to our first call from David. Mm-hmm. There are some connections to some of the things that we're bumping into on a daily basis mm-hmm. for, for our clients and for the folks who come through our front door at the More Than Money World Headquarters in, in the, the Holy, Holy Lands Land. <laughs> between Bethlehem and Nazareth, um, adjacent to the, uh, the bustling metropolis of Point Phillip. <laughs> which is, if we can make it through the uh, Beltway and get into the downtown, we might uh, actually enjoy a meal there. Do you think evening. we can find a parking spot? That's the challenge. That's I, I always like to park down towards the left because that's where the smokehouse is. And as soon as I get out, I go, I'm so happy I'm here. 
800-833-707-7900. If you wish to call us, we would deeply appreciate that. That allows us to stay the most relevant financial show on radio today. Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, and AskMTM.com. MoreThanMoneyOnline.com. We're going to answer this young lady's questions and your questions after this on More Than Money. Yeah, we're, uh, <laughs> we're, we are invoking all of our, um, uh, what, tools to connect with the gods. Manifest some. Manifest some sunshine. And, uh, hey, you can join us. Yeah, quick prayer. Hey, bring us some sunshine. That's not a bad thing. And we're very, very blessed to be with you. You have more than money. You've got Gene Dickinson, Alyssa Young, John Elliott bringing you the show this morning. Happy to be doing exactly that. We had our uh, icebreaker call earlier. We're in the midst of answering a rather extensive email that actually ends up with some very straightforward questions. Mm -hmm. But, of course, our callers always go to the top of the list. So we return to the phones. Yes, it's like Linda has a fast pass, and she's going to cut right in line. Good morning, Linda. (laughs) Good morning. Thanks for calling. How are you? We're doing great. Thank you. How how can we help you? Okay, um... I just want to know if um, it makes sense to move a, a, a kind of small IRA over to a CD with a credit union. Okay. How is the IRA uh, and, invested now? Ah, uh, well, unfortunately, I made a move on it last year. I don't know why, and because it was. It was really working better for me in in how it was originally set up. And then for some reason, I moved it to a different type within the same um, company. Um, and, yeah, I I, um, I kind of regret that. But, um, yeah, I, I, so now I'm um, subject to taxes on it where I wasn't before. Um and that's my question, too, with the CD. There, I don't have to pay taxes there, right, if it was moved to there. Mm. So with an IRA, the only tax you owe is on the money you take out. So within the IRA, while, the, while it's invested, um, there would be no tax implications for the money that stays inside of the account. But if you withdraw from it, that is taxed at your ordinary income tax rate. So how it's invested hmm. and where it sits doesn't impact your taxes, just your withdrawals. Are you taking money out? Um, are, are you taking required minimum distributions or any withdrawals from the IRA at this point? 
No, I never have, and I don't plan on doing that. I'd like to leave it there until I'm gone is, and give it to the, the kiddos. Is it is it a standard IRA or a Roth IRA? Um, I guess it's standard because it doesn't say that it's Roth. Okay, yeah. when, when, then it's at at. At the point you turn 73, they will require you to take some bits and pieces out. Uh, now, back to your question about could you take it to a credit union? The answer is yes. I would be clear with the credit union that you want to keep it in an IRA. They can certainly do that. They can set up an IRA for you, transfer the money in, and put it in a CD if that's in your best interest, if that's what really serves you best. Um, a CD right now, probably right around 5%. That's not a, right. ter- that's not a terrible rate of return and there's no, uh, the principal's a hundred percent protected. So that, that's not dreadful. Uh, if that meets your needs, then there's, there's really no downside to doing that. Yeah, that's what I like. I am very conservative with oh. Then I, I, so. I think we have stumbled into the right answer. Then make sure when you're talking to your credit union that they understand you want to keep it in an IRA so that you don't have oh. to pay tax. Uh, and, and they'll bring it over and put it in a CD. You should do just fine. So it's an IRA within a CD. It's a, a CD within uh-huh. an IRA. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and they'll understand exactly oh. what you oh. Yeah, the credit union is, is they, they have done this a thousand times. So they won't mess it up for you. Just let them know that you have this IRA. You want to bring it to them and put it in a CD, and they'll they'll handle the paperwork for you. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And I just have to say I love your show. It's nice to get to know you both, and especially you, Alyssa, as I walk with your mom every day. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, thanks for calling, Linda. And if there's anything else I can do to help you, you reach out to me. Thank you so much. Tell mom we said hi. <laughs> I'm sure she knows. <laughs> She's listening too. <laughs> and you yes, and y'all probably yes. can see the sun. We're hoping to get a peek, another peek oh, at yeah. it later. <laughs> They're in Florida. Yeah. Uh yeah. Thank you so You're much. You're welcome. Thanks for calling, have, Linda. And you, yeah, you call me if you need anything else, okay? All right, great. Thank you. Take care. My Bye-bye. mom too. Bye bye. Oh, okay. <laughs> God bless. Lovely. Mom's walking partner. Uh, we, we build our audience. We're shameless. We don't care. <laughs> Yo, baby, you want to walk over here and uh, maybe you listen to a show? Hey, <laughs> hey, fella. Hey, I got this. Uh, you want to play pickleball and listen to a show? Hey, uh, toasted and roasted. You want some coffee and listen to They don't play our show. It's bogus. Kick their butt. Speaking of pickleball, I uh, just got to mention. You know, we were talking about the new pickleball complex. Yes. Juliana has soccer practice there every Wednesday night. Yeah, her uh, soccer team is renting space indoors for during the winter. Um, they do mostly like drills and conditioning, but that's where it is at the pickleball facility. So you have to be there anyway. Well, I haven't been there yet. Zach has been uh, there, and well, her maybe teammate Zach and I'll we, we play, and then you can, you, guys, you can watch. I want to play. Uh, but, yeah, I, I knew you'd be jealous. So that's why I wanted to bring that up. Well, jealous, but I'm also uh, I'm, 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 I'm an opportunist. Yeah. Well, do if you she, want to drive if, her to soccer on Wednesday? If she has to be there <laughs> and somebody else has to be there and they play pickleball there. Well, we should find um, out if the, if the pickleball courts are open to play during uh, soccer, and then we could do that. Well, of yeah. course they are. Yeah. It's a pickleball club. Well, it's at 8 p.m. That's the only reason I... 
I had question. ball. We used to play 2 a.m. That's awesome. 4 a.m. Anyway. Uh, we were younger then. We <laughs> were younger then. Way <laughs> younger. 833-707-7900. Let you join Linda. Let you join David. Let you join us. And, All the cool uh, kids are doing it. <laughs> <laughs> All the okay. cool kids are calling more than money. And uh, buying beta fish. And... <laughs> So, 833-707-7900, Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com. I have no idea why I put that in my pocket. Uh, Gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com as well. Uh, Tax season is in full swing. Um, The tax team, uh, they are not in the More Than Money World headquarters. Mm -hmm. They are in our satellite location, which is just, it's it. What? Rotating Mars, I think. Or is it (laughs) could be Saturn? It's very confusing. It's a satellite location. Where are you going to be? Come on. Um, So uh, shortly, um, we're going to, and what made me think about this is that we have an uh, an email says, I have a joint ownership CD with my mom. She's the primary owner for tax purposes. Um, But I received a 1099 form in my name only. I went to the bank and was told no problem, just reported on her income tax. I have doubts about that and do not want problems uh, with the IRS. What do you think? I think they are fibbing to you. Hmm. Uh, I think the IRS, first of all, it's not the IRS. It's not, we talk about the IRS as if it's a person. It's not. It's just a, it's, it's a juggernaut. Uh, and predominantly these days, the, the people don't work. The computers work. So the computers are uh, programmed to uh, identify discrepancies and automatically send out dunning letters. So uh, it's in your name. You report it on your mom's tax return. It is reported to the IRS in your name. I can virtually guarantee you, you're going to get a letter. Yeah. And now you're in the position where you've got to send the explanation back and send copies and try to explain. And the bank told me, and here it is, but it was on my mom. And if you check on my mom, she's a, and you're, and it's just like fun. Well, it's wearisome. It's just wearisome. Uh, And it's inappropriate uh, in this case, as it's been described, she's the primary owner. Mm -hmm. It should be in her name, which makes sense because likely her tax bracket is very low, maybe zero. Mm -hmm. So if you can get the interest paid in a zero tax bracket versus your tax bracket, makes perfect sense. So my opinion, you kick the bank around a little bit and go, this is wrong. Fix it. This is wrong. Fix it. And then when you send in your tax returns, send copies so that they know it has been corrected. That's my opinion. I could be wrong, but I'm probably not. <laughs> Diane, if that is her real name, is listening undoubtedly and she'll... Let me know. I guarantee you that if you showed up at Diane's office and said, I know this is in my name, but just put it on mom's account. She'd say, no, uh, not going to happen. Uh, she'd just shake her head. She's a stickler for um, the rules. That is the nicest term <laughs> I've ever heard for that. That's, <laughs> yes, stickler. Wow, that's so very polite. In a good way. Oh, yeah, in a good way. She's going to uh, keep you out of trouble. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, keep me out of trouble. Oh, stop. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a ticket. Keep yeah. it up, Diane. Keep it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, two, two wives ganging I up on you. a husband. I got your back. <laughs> yeah. This is shocking. This never happens. <laughs> two wives kicking 
Uh, her other husband. Oh, my goodness. Uh, let's shift. Uh, before our break, we were talking about a young lady who is 71. She has amassed a literally a small fortune. Mm-hmm. Well over a million dollars in uh, IRAs, uh, 403B rollovers, um, cash accounts. Uh, they can live on uh, their Social Security and pension, covers all their living expenses easily. So her question is, how do I pick a financial advisor? So let's yeah. start with that one. Yeah. Um, the things that you should do are to talk to a couple of people and find someone that you feel comfortable with and someone you feel you can trust. Um, one of the key um criteria or qualifications would be that you're looking for someone who is a fiduciary, someone who is going to do what's in your best interest and have lots of options and flexibility available for you, as opposed to someone who is a salesperson or someone who only does one type of thing. You want someone who is going to have access to whatever tools and, and you know ideas you have and be able to explore them for you fully. One of the things I believe this uh, woman mentioned in her message to you was about how she was looking for help with tax planning and estate planning. And it's very important as you're kind of vetting the different um, firms that you could go to that you specifically find out whether or not they do provide any services in those areas because many do not. Uh, and if you want a kind of one-stop shop, full-service place, you can eliminate places that don't have those uh, specialists or departments um, under that umbrella. So once you find places that do, it's really about, okay, do they provide the services you need? And do you feel a connection uh, with someone that you trust? One of the other... Commu- communication. Yes. Communication is the key. Yes. That's how, how do you know you can trust them? Do do you get to know them? Do they get to know you? Will they communicate? That's like the only way that can happen. Hmm. Um, one of the other things that um, I was going to say completely escaped my brain. It's no problem. Uh, the I think the most important criterion you're looking for in a financial advisor is that they're very entertaining on a radio show. <laughs> I think that's the key. I think that's the absolute key. Uh, Maybe even one that has a radio show and a PBS television show. Wow. Perhaps one that's just... Because does that exist, uh, <laughs> just It's pie in the sky. It does seem like the ideal. Maybe unattainable. But that's what you should look for. I'm, I'm teasing, of course, kind of. Uh, there was a time... Uh, gosh, John and I have been doing the show now for several thousand years. Uh, and when we started, the idea that somebody would call in from Florida, for example, or California or Minnesota, uh, the issue was, well, uh, look, I, I, I can't help you, but I will try to identify someone who can in your area, perhaps. It, it was dreadful. Uh, now, fast forward all these years, and not only is uh, More Than Money uh, a coast-to-coast and border-to-border show through iHeartMedia, uh, but uh, MTM Financial Group is a national SEC registered, registered investment advisor. And through technology, it's as simple as can be. I mean, technology can be as simple as a telephone call. Oh, yeah. But it can also be as generous as a Zoom where you're actually face to face with somebody. You can read their body language. You can see their intonations. Uh, husband and wife can be on the call together. You get to see how they interact they get to see us. They might get to see 
Mark Basak on social security questions. They might get to see Diane, if that is her real name, on a Zoom call for tax questions. They might, they might, they might. And all absolutely available to them if that is their preference. Uh, if if there are further afield, Florida, and they wish to be able to walk into an office, excellent. Start with fiduciary, uh, work from there, ask them lots of questions. The, one of the key indicators in my mind is how many questions the advisor asks, not how many they answer. Hmm. Are you a fiduciary? Yes. Okay, I'm hearing crickets. Don't you have any questions for me? Fiduciaries will have lots of questions for you. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, over the years, usually once or twice a year, not very often these days. I think folks have been more educated. Um, but early on, once or twice a year, people would call in and go, I'm really pissed. I went to talk to the guy. He, he was really nosy. Mm-hmm. He wanted to see my tax return. I'm not showing my tax return. Good. Then leave. Mm-hmm. Then go away. Do it on your own and screw it up. <laughs> Just go away. Um, bottom line is fiduciaries, if they are truly fiduciaries, are going to ask tons of questions. They're going to get to know you really well. Yep. And uh, that that's to be expected. What would a quality fiduciary charge? Um, a typical fiduciary fee structure is an annual rate on the assets under management. So that means they'll say to you, you know, whatever um, money I'm managing on your behalf is going to be subject to this annual fee. And it might be anywhere from one to one and a half to maybe sometimes two percent per year. Um, and like the way we do that, it's quarterly. You pay that in quarterly pieces. It comes out of your accounts. You don't need to pay a bill. Um, and the best fiduciaries are going to be transparent with you about Mm. that fee structure. I can't tell you how many people I meet with who say they've had an advisor and they have no idea idea. what they pay them. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm not even sure I do pay them. Well, here it is on your account (laughs) Yeah, yeah. and here's your statement and you paid them $7,000 last year. Wow. And I didn't talk to them once. <laughs> yeah, that's also a bit of a frustration. Uh-huh. Now, for this young lady, um, she started out many, many paragraphs ago with, we have an adult son who's disabled who lives with us. Mm. And so her challenges are largely not financial, not investment, I should say. They're largely not investment. Investments for these folks can be very straightforward, very conservative, very reliable Um yeah. The word boring should be in there somewhere. Yeah. They don't need fancy stuff no. or a lot of risk. Plain vanilla. Mm-hmm. Plain vanilla. But do they need tax management? Of course. Estate planning? Absolutely, yeah, yes. We, we talked to David earlier about special needs. Uh, we've talked a couple different uh, questions already about special needs. And those issues will be for this woman who is um, clearly a very accomplished in her field, in her ability to hang on to money, and now needs to be guided, mm-hmm. uh, needs to be guided by folks who have been there and uh, and seen these challenges in the past and know how to address them. So fascinating, absolutely fascinating. Um, let me see. I don't think, uh, Diane, if that is her real name, yelled at me yet. She so. did uh, text me about, so but going back to the question about the- Mom. And son on the same seat. Yes, she right. said the IRS matches social security numbers with documents. Absolutely. So there, buddy. <laughs> I was right. Hmm. Nice. Imagine uh, that. <laughs> let's see. This is uh, 
does not say. Um, two years ago, we sold our mother's home in New Jersey, where she had resided for many, many years, and moved her into an assisted facility here in the Lehigh Valley to be close to us. Okay. Excellent. Since her only sources of income were Social Security and a tiny bit of bank interest, she never had to file a federal or state income tax return in New Jersey, nor did she need to file one last year in PA. However, now that CD rates are 5%, mm-hmm. her interest in 2023 is over the amount allowed by PA for tax forgiveness, so we'll need to file one this year. The issue is that we never filled out any paperwork when she moved to PA, establishing her as a PA residence. She's been wheelchair-bound since she moved here, so she hasn't had a driver's license for many years. So she has nothing formal identifying her as a resident other than the lease at the facility that she lives at. When filing her return for the first time, is there any additional paperwork we need to do other than just printing her name, address, and Social Security number on her PA return, along with a check with the taxes due? Mm. Um, again, uh, Diane, if that is her real name, we'll text you if I make an <laughs> error in judgment. <laughs> yep. Uh, I think it's very straightforward. You file in Pennsylvania, just as you should. Uh, it is, hmm, I'm going back a thousand years in terms of my tax returns and many that I have seen. I don't know that I've ever seen a tax return that required any r- documentation of residency. I don't, uh, often, uh, often a tax preparer will ask for a copy of a driver's license. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have one. Um, she, she has a residence. She lives in PA. Uh, the address, I think, will be more than enough and will be adequate that you can file the tax return. They will be especially pleased that you are interested in actually paying the tax because uh, I will assure you that there are lots of folks who have been in this situation who haven't filed for years and they would go, oops, I forgot. Mm-hmm. You're not doing that. Good for you. Um, pay what you owe. Excellent. Uh, I don't think you're going to be in any pickle if you just put in the uh, uh, the address where she resides, and, and, and that's in the state mm. of Pennsylvania. Okay. Pretty straightforward. Is there any uh, reason someone like that should get a state ID? Like, does she need one for anything? Well, the question is, does she need one for anything? That's a pretty broad question. <laughs> I, and, and the answer is, I'm not sure. Uh, she's wheelchair bound. She's in a facility. She likely doesn't travel a great deal. Does she yeah. need a, like an ID to be on an airplane? Uh, if, if, mm. if in some cases, the answer might be, yeah, as a matter of fact, now that I think about it, she's going to go visit the grandkids. And, and so an ID may very well be a, a non, a non driver's license ID, right. but a, a government issued ID might very well be appropriate, not necessary in my opinion for this purpose, but for other purposes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, 833-707-7900, 833-707-7900. Alyssa at askmtm.com, morethanmoneyonline.com. Okay, very good. Um, There are certain financial experts uh, that are so uh, obviously uh, uh, self-promoting that they're an embarrassment to themselves and to everyone else that's connected to the industry. Um, Ken Fisher would fall into that category. He's an embarrassment. In my opinion, I could be wrong, but I'm not. Uh, Ken Fisher says, um, annuities are horrible things, and I can do every bit as... No, you can't. Uh, Grant Cardone is is a name that's not very familiar to most financial advisors because he's not a financial advisor. 
He's a a a, a self promotional um, addict. He can't stop himself from just announcing to the world that he knows everything there ever has been to be known. Mm. He started out as a sales expert. He was uh, he was one of the guys that had the radio ads. If uh, you you knew your salespeople hadn't read a single sales book ever. They should read mine, and I'm a great guy, and I'm the I'm the world's leading sales expert. How would you qualify as the world's leading sales expert? How would you get a certificate? <laughs> Is it like a community college thing? Who decides? Who decides? Uh, he has announced that uh, you don't need savings. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, he is blasting Dave Ramsey, where oh. Dave Ramsey says you you need you should have savings, uh, <laughs> save as much as six months of expenses. So you have an emergency fund. Grant Cardone says, that's stupid. Wow. All you need is cash flow. And he goes on to say, I have cash flow because cash flow is king, queen, and the entire court. It's the holy grail. Mm -hmm. During the great downturn in 08, I had no problem. Even though real estate prices dropped by 40%, I still had cash flow. Real estate is a much safer investment than savings in a bank. This man is a moron. Uh-huh. I don't this man even is, like that you're repeating what he said. Well, uh, <laughs> other people will read that and say, wow, I, I, I mean, he's a published author and he's on radio and he's on TV. I guess he's a smart guy. He's a moron. And uh, we're coming up on the top of our break. So I'll leave the word moron kind of hanging in the air uh, and explain to you after the top of the break exactly why I believe his statements are dangerous and moronic. Wow. 833-707-7900. Alyssa and AskMTM.com. Your calls, your emails after this on More Than Money. down sooner or later <laughs> welcome back you've got more than money you've got Ch- john elliott over there he was waiting to hear the word sunshine because yes. <laughs> it's been the theme of the music and we and, heard sunshine right before he turned it down wow sunshine and happiness thank wow. you john thank you i think it's got it's brightening outside i think so you're it's working what you're doing is working keep it up <laughs> all right welcome, welcome back it's gene dickinson's show because the rest of them are delusional they've lost it what um we'll let them chatter in the background that's uh, i guess we're gonna have to put over that stuff uh welcome back if you are just joining us for the very first time this morning hey good morning uh, a little sleep in. That's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-mm. All right. You're only four hours behind me. No worries. No worries. If you uh, would like to review the first hour, we covered a ton of ground. Very good questions this morning. Excellent questions. Um, all you have to do is Monday right around noon, 
uh, go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. You can uh, uh, pick up our show. John does his magic electronically. Megan adds her uh, creative touches, and it gets posted. And uh, we have about a year's worth of radio shows there. Uh, we used to have like 10 years, and yeah. that made no sense whatsoever because uh, five years ago, the tax rules were all different. The investment ideas were all different. So it's, it made no sense. So now... Uh, you've only got 50 shows to re- you've only got a hundred hours of tape, um, but easy to access and you can podcast it while you're out running or you're doing errands or whatever you're doing. You, you pick up some great information, very easily done. Or if you hear something this morning and you go, oh, geez, I should have written that down Monday. Mm-hmm. Go right there. Uh, we had a young lady call our office in the Holy Lands this week about our PBS TV show. Mm. And sadly for her, she finds that the volume on the PBS TV show is very soft and she has a hard time hearing it. Oh. Exactly. We were all kind of puzzled because, uh, um, to, to be quite honest, we've never had that complaint before because most folks have that remote control where you can raise and lower your volume. But apparently this young lady has, has had that struggle. As it turns out, easy solve. We also have all our PBS shows on our website as well. All our BRC, Blue Ridge Cable shows, are on our uh, website as well. So you can go on the website, review a show, turn the volume up. Or if I'm talking too much, turn the volume down. <laughs> Just wait for mute. wait for Megan to come on. Yeah, mute. Mute is one of my favorite buttons on this. Oof. Uh, so bottom line is uh, we try to give you as much uh, information as we possibly can uh, and it's all fresh, it's all new, and it's all based on the things you you are interested in, uh, which makes it incredibly, incredibly relevant. Before the top of the hour, we were talking about the moron, uh, Greg Cardone, Grant Cardone. Mm-hmm. Now, let's be honest. Uh, this man is, has financially made himself very successful. Apparently, he was very successful in real estate, and he has managed to write some books that a lot of people have purchased. So let's assume for a second that he is a multimillionaire. Let's make that assumption. Okay. Just give, give him the credit, um, the benefit of the doubt. Um, the fact that he is a multimillionaire does not make him in any way, shape, or form a financial advisor. Hmm. Um, Alyssa is not only a very skilled financial advisor, but she is a registered investment advisor with the SEC. She is licensed, Series 7, Series 65, 66, 66. Thanks. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of series. Yeah. There are three big exams, RICP exams. RICP, which stands for? Um, Retirement Income Certified Professional. Uh, which means she studied a lot and had to pass exams. And, and she has done all those things in order to better serve you in order to be familiar with the kinds of things that you are facing, the challenges that um, are, are presented to you, the opportunities that are presented to you. This gentleman bought some real estate and then wrote a book. <laughs> so I think the differential is pretty substantial. Now, in I'm not here to defend Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey's a big boy. He can handle himself. Uh, Dave Ramsey, by his own admission, also made his fortune in real estate and then lost it, went bankrupt, and then made it again. So is he a registered investment advisor? No. Is is he any of those things? No. 
But he is a very interesting personality in that he took his trauma of bankruptcy and turned it into people need help getting out of debt. So mm-hmm. his focus, his uh, his niche, niche, um, niche. Wait. What do you prefer, niche? What niche? Niche. His niche. <laughs> uh, his focus is on folks who have gotten themselves into financial pickles. Um, His Financial Peace University is one of the best, one of the best constructed programs I have ever seen to assist people who have made some poor financial judgments and have decided that's enough. I want to get good at this. I want to get better at this. I want to dig out of my problem. I want to get out of debt, and I want to turn a corner. It's one of the best. It's one of the very Mm -hmm. best. So to turn Grant Cardone, Moron, um, Grant Moron, Cardone, whatever, turn to those people and say you should not have savings is kind of the equivalent of having somebody come out of the Betty Ford Clinic and say, ah, sobriety, it's highly overrated. What? You're a moron. Uh, Savings is, is not just a financial issue. It is an emotional issue. It is a commitment issue. It is a discipline issue. It is a peace of mind issue. And if your your premise is stop saving money and put it all in real estate, you're just a hoe. Mm-hmm. You're just you're just uh, trying to gin up more cash flow for you at the expense of not only well the financial sobriety of thousands of perhaps millions of people when you denigrate Dave Ramsey. How about just focus on your niach? Let Dave focus on his niach and, and don't be so arrogant as to believe you have the answer for everybody. One of the, the most common phrases, maybe the very first catchphrase that ever came out of more than money thousand years ago. It depends. Not only do we not paint with a broad brush, we beg you, send us an email with details, ask questions with details, come and see us with your details so that we can customize every answer to you specifically. That's right. There are no two people. I don't care. You work for the same company. You're making the same income. You're exactly the same age. You share the same birthday. Your Hmm. lives are totally different. Mm Mm-hmm. Your goals are different. Your families are different. Your attitudes are different. Your experiences are different. It's a sadness uh, where arrogance um, uh, substitutes itself for intelligence. Hmm. And the, uh, the world seems to be caught up in the phrase AI. Uh, and uh, in this particular case, um, there's a lot of A. There's not a lot of I. <laughs> and that happens... Mm-hmm. Whether it's Ken Fisher, yeah, the man's a billionaire. I get it. There's a lot of A. There's not a lot of I. And Grant Cardone, suck it up, buttercup. Stick to what you know. Or maybe, maybe, here's an idea. How about getting educated in areas that you don't know anything about? And we spend, and when I say we, our more than money team, uh, please don't misinterpret or or misunderstand and and think that uh, Gene is more than money. Oh my goodness. What a sadness that would be. Hmm. Uh, more than money, our team now so extensive, so skilled, so uh, informed, and so willing to spend the time, the effort to 
uh, continue to expand what they know. Look at new things. Look at new opportunities. Uh, look at new strategies, new tactics. What can help our clients? What can serve our clients best? And if I announced on radio you should give up savings accounts and put all your money in real estate because that's, that's safer than the bank, uh, I would rightfully, rightfully uh, be, be asked to give up the show hmm. because it's just beyond moronic. I was going to say, I, th- I think the crux of the problem um, that you're describing with folks like this is often laziness. And, you know, you just were describing our willingness to learn new things and educate ourselves. Uh, it's because we're not being lazy. So a lot of these people who call themselves advisors or experts in other ways, um, they only can tell you about the one thing that they know or have studied or have done and um, they're going to push that on you whether it's appropriate for you or not because they're lazy and haven't bothered to uh, widen their expand their horizons and and be able to offer lots of options right you are being beyond kind because the reality is in almost every case they're just greedy Mm. they want to put in the least amount of effort to get the most amount of money they're um, the word fiduciary to them would be the a, a punchline to a joke. Hey, uh, what what role did fiduciary pay play in me becoming a multimillionaire? Nothing. That's that would be a punchline to a joke because it would take real work. Mm-hmm. And, and in our case, uh, gosh, now a seven hundred and eighty year overnight success. I look forward and benefit from your program every single week. Even when the topics are not germane. Nice word. I like that. Uh, That's like the epitome of vocabulary right there (laughs) in my situation. Asking questions about an IRA for a grandchild. Is a Roth preferable to a conventional IRA? What is the limit on the amount that I can contribute for the grandchild? If the grandchild um, oh, is, has more than one IRA, is the limit per IRA or per child? That's a good question. Is there a limit to the amount a taxpayer can donate to someone else's IRA? Oh, great question. Really good question. All right. So let's start with the first one. Yep. Um, is a Roth better than a conventional? So we're going to assume that by grandchild, they actually mean it's a young person. 17 years old. Yes. Um, then I would say, yes, the benefits of a Roth, uh, it is preferable, make it preferable to a conventional IRA because mm-hmm. this person will have this child has years, decades for this money to grow tax free. 50 at least. That's awesome. Um, the other, another big benefit of a Roth IRA is that, at least under current tax laws, the government does not require you at any point to take that money out. So it gives you so much flexibility. So, yes, if you're starting for a child, a Roth is a beautiful thing. But the child then doesn't get a tax deduction. A child doesn't need a tax deduction. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The annual limit on the amount that can be contributed. So for someone younger than 50 this year, the maximum contribution amount to an IRA is $7,500 or 
the amount of earnings that person has. So if your grandchild only makes $3,000 in earnings this year, that's your limit. 7000 Oh, it's just 7000 Yep. I thought that... Um, I'm looking... At, now, this is preliminary, oh, yeah, 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 so yeah. I may have it wrong. No, yeah. Um, it's 8000 is the... Ca- with catch the catch-up, yep. 7000 is the... Okay, right. sorry. Yes, no I stand corrected. It's still new in the And by the, the way, year. she is actually standing. We stand for the entire <laughs> show. Yes. Uh, yeah, for so- something in my brain, I've been struggling with the... Uh, oh, me too. The new limits, because they just change... They change the, them every yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so 7000 mm-hmm. for younger than 50. Thank you. Um, so that's the maximum, but if they make... The, per- the child makes less than that, mm. the earnings is the limit. So in this, this child is 17 so, and last year made 5000 bucks. So 5000 is, is your limit. Okay, excellent. Um, let's see. Is If there's more than one IRA, mm-hmm. is the limit per IRA? No, oh, it's per person. Nice. Yeah, so if you've got multiple accounts, you can only contribute the 5000 earnings limit or the $7,000 you know, annual limit total. And then is there a limit to the amount a taxpayer can donate to another's IRA? So those limits we just said are are the limits um, per per grandchild per right per person. So I think really that question is about gifting. Right. Um, as an as an individual, you have that gift tax exemption limit every year. It's more, way more than what you can put into an IRA for mm. one person. Um, so you'd have to worry about that. So if they had 10 grandchildren, they all happen, hmm, 17 years old, all made $5,000. Could she fund, could they fund uh, 10 IRAs? Yes. Sure. Yeah, without even reporting it. Yeah. Now, let's be honest. God bless you. You're you're very sweet, but you're not going to make any real difference. It's only five thousand bucks. That's a shame. You know, step up, do something. You know, do something substantial. You know, something substantial. Like, for example, I'm just just simple numbers. Let's say that we're able to do this. Uh, let's say it's just one grandchild. Sure. I, I know I got up to ten. I, got uh, excited. Yeah. I, I know DNA being spread everywhere. Uh, <laughs> So let's say it's one grandchild, 5,000 bucks, 17 years old. And let's just say just for the sake of, of demonstration that, that grandma is able to do this for five years. Okay. So she's gifted a total of $25,000. Yeah. And just to make the numbers as simple as they possibly can be, because it's Saturday morning and I don't want to get a vicious headache already. Mm-hmm. His uh, brisket awaits me. Mm-hmm. Um between the first contribution and the last, the investments are nothing. So this young man, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, at 21 has 25,000 bucks in a Roth IRA. So far, not that exciting. If the investments uh, are properly managed and if with good luck and good fortune and good management and, and all that other kind of stuff, not guaranteed, but with good luck, uh, if this uh, young person investing relatively aggressively for growth could average 10% a year, the money's going to double every seven years. Mm-hmm. So grandma's giving him next to nothing. It's almost embarrassing. Oh it's gosh. like she's not even trying. <laughs> Except that he's got, okay, so he's 21, he's got 25 grand. At 28, he's got 50. Mm-hmm. At that point, barely enough to buy a decent car. So, like, seriously, what? Okay. 
At 35, he has 100 grand. Mm-hmm. Huh. Starting, right, now wait, starting now, to now become a, a little more significant 35, here. 35, <laughs> I have 100 grand. And now I've got uh, 14 years of experience. Mm. I have seen it grow. I have talked to my financial advisor. I have made adjustments. I have seen ups and downs of the market. I've seen uh, 2022 when the market went down 22%. I've seen 2023 where the market went up 14, 15%. I've seen, seen, and learned. And I'm getting a little wisdom now. Isn't this interesting? So at 28, uh, we agreed 50. At 35, it's 100. At 42, it's $200,000. At 49, it's $400,000. At 56, it's $800,000. And at 63, right it's around a retirement, mi- normal retirement. A million six <laughs> tax free. Yep. Grandma. Do you think for the next, for the existence of, of your grandchild's life, are they going to look and go, grandma did this for me? Mm. And the impact of a, uh, on an individual, let's say this, this is a young man and uh, is blessed to find uh, a, a woman he considers to be ideal and, and they have a beautiful family. And along the way, he works hard and they pay their bills and they're, they're not fancy dancy. They're not making tons of money, but they're paying their bills and they're helping their kids. How much um, of a impact on his financial, their financial confidence, their financial peace of mind, could it possibly have to know that sitting over here is an ace in the hole that all he has to do is not muck it up. It's huge. And it's going to be between one and a half and two million dollars if he never adds another dime. If it, the entirety of his life mm-hmm. he spends every dollar he has on caring for his family and educating his kids and, and being a good person, he ends up with between one and a half and two million dollars because grandma was so smart and so generous and so loving that she wanted to give him that that little boost that mm-hmm. little, I can't afford a million I would love to give you sweetheart I'd love to give you a million dollars I can't afford to do that mm-hmm. I can only afford to give you 25 which huh in your lifetime will turn into one or two or 3 million dollars yeah. and hopefully hopefully gosh not only all the peace of mind all the confidence all those those uh, those side uh, what collateral benefits but hopefully that experience of um, uh, the role model that grandma demonstrated to him allows him mm-hmm. to make even better financial decisions. Make, uh, hey, I, uh, she showed me this great kindness. I, I, I want to honor that. I, I want to be the most responsible financial father I can be, the most responsible financial husband I can be. I want to make all these right decisions. So I do want to save money. I'm not going to spend everything I make. I'm going to put that away and put that well, away. Often just the existence of that Roth IRA is enough to encourage him to contribute on his own. Oh, without a forward, doubt. Right? Yes, yeah. Like you, you, you break down that one barrier. Well, I already have an account. <laughs> now I'm going to add to it. It's like the icebreaker phone call. Yeah, that's right. It's the open the floodgates. It's it opens <laughs> the floodgates. It's I've got a five thousand dollar investment account. 
that's pretty cool. I'm 17 years old. I have a $5,000 investment account. Grandma, oh my gosh. First of all, Grandma, I have no idea what I'm doing. Well, maybe Grandma points him in the right direction to a financial advisor. Maybe by the time this young man retires, he's been with his financial advisor for 40 or 50 years. How cool is that? I actually have a similar situation. Um, I have a new client who is 18 years old. Nice. Whose parents came to me with him to open a Roth IRA to roll his unused 529 plan money into it. And it was a great choice by his parents. They, they saved this money up for him to use. He went into a trade. He's a union member. He's not Oof. going to college. He's Oof. making good money. Mm. And they want to give him this money toward his retirement. Oof. So we opened the Roth IRA in 2023 mm. before that rollover was allowed to happen, which started January of 2024. Mm. So what did this young man do? Made his first contribution for 2023 to get that Roth IRA started. And now the rollover funds are on their way. And there, his grandfather also had a 529 plan for him. He also will be rolling his funds into this Roth IRA. And now he has me as his financial advisor. And do you think I will be encouraging him to contribute on a regular basis to his Roth IRA? John is shaking his head no. I, w- I will, though, but I will. Uh, and I, it's just a wonderful way. I knew I heard a rattling sound. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't sure what that was. But, uh, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. Advice, guidance, support, information, um, options, alternatives. Um, at 18, this young man's already made some very positive moves. Mm-hmm. For many of our uh, our audience listening in, they're going, young kids, they're all a bunch of idiots. No, they're not. Yeah. Um, maybe the majority. I don't know. <clears throat> how, how would I know that? But we are very uh, lucky that we are bumping into increasing numbers of very smart young people, uh, ones who are making really sound financial decisions. And they're going to kick butt. They're just, they're going to kick butt. Kick butt, by the way, is a technical term that we refer to as in being financially successful throughout the entirety of their lives. <laughs> All right, please. 833-707-7900. 833-707-7900. We'll take your calls after this on More Than Money.
a great piece of music george benson oh such a good piece of music um as uh, many of you who are loyal listeners may know i don't know if i've talked about it too much on air my uh clients Briger. thank you um <laughs> uh no very well um i work out uh, on average six days a week i work out in the mornings i'm very blessed very very blessed uh uh, we, uh, a few years back, uh, had some space in our basement that we were kind of hodling over, and then uh, our uh, designer and contractor came in and said, hey, I can make that into a really, really kick-butt gym. So um, my excuses of, it's raining out, I don't want to drive to the gym, mm. or any of my other whiny excuses kind of melted away. Mm-hmm. Uh, because all I, I have would to love do, to talk about this. About the about wine, this whole the, thing the, about the exercising and going to the gym. I could talk about it all for the rest of the show. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm I'm a little tired, so maybe so, you want to just, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so my excuses have gone away, but part of my uh, workout regimen is um, I play DVDs. Mm-hmm. So so I am I am slightly distracted from the pain and agony, <laughs> uh, and for gosh. Not quite a year. I've been studying quantum physics. Mm-hmm. It's a wonder he doesn't fall asleep mid-workout. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! No, there's like quite quite the contrary. If if you're uh, wired as I am, uh, and your curiosity is uh, is at full blown, uh, you, there there are times when you have to stop the DVD and go, "Are you kidding me? That's amazing! That is crazy!" Mm. And for those of you who uh, uh, also understand my uh, my faith. Uh, there, uh, be, before you you get your knickers in a twist and think there's some conflict, uh, the most recent young woman uh, that that I listened to or watched uh, in this realm is a part of a group called um, uh, RTB Reasons to Believe. These are some of the the most accomplished scientists mm. in the world mm-hmm. that are all part of an organization that use their knowledge to demonstrate the connection to God. Mm. It's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Um, so um, almost a year, hundreds of hours. Fantastic. I've learned so much. Um, I confess that I understand about, I don't know, 30%. That's pretty decent. It's, <laughs> some of it you get <clears throat> deep into it and you go, Huh? Yeah, I can do the bench. I could do my bench presses now because I'm not. I get, I'm gonna get nothing anyway. Uh, but I shifted gears recently to uh, some DVDs on the the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions. Uh, by the way, Peter Gabriel. Now I'm really sorry when he was at the state I didn't go because I saw him in his induction and his. It, it, he's a spectacular musician. Uh, his body of work is amazing. But George Benson, are you kidding me? And I have discovered at this, uh, at my young age, as a happy, healthy hundred is still right in the, it's it's in the crosshairs. That's the new target. Um, I love blues guitar and jazz guitar. These, some of these guys are just unbelievable. Uh, 833-707-7900. You could talk about 
gyms all day long. I could. Oh, wait, we have a call. Oh, well, we do. Uh, 833-707-7900. We're going to welcome Gary to the show. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Alyssa and Jean. Uh, I was listening to your last example about the 25000 IRA for the young men. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I currently, my daughter is 27. She uh, makes about mid-50s, lives at home, uh, is not really uh, a spend thrift. You know, I mean, she, she does pretty well, but uh, I encourage her to put her money into a Roth IRA, which she has been doing to the tune of about 3000 a year. Uh, I think she has the ability to put more in. I encourage her to put more. I give those examples like you had just given. My question pretty much is, uh, knowing that value and knowing what she might end up with, but only putting in 3000 mm-hmm. would you put contribute to her IRA to get her to that goal? Or do you think it's her responsibility, since she is able to do it, to do it? Put it in. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I, should, yeah, I should put it in. Yeah, it's just that simple. I, I'm the, the father of three daughters. They're all very different personalities. They all approach things very differently. Um, but the, the impact um, that, that it will have is so substantial. The future impact on your daughter is so dynamic. It is so impactful that uh, the fact that she's putting in some is very impressive. If she's, if she's putting three grand into her uh, Roth 401k and she's making 50, she's putting 6% of her income into a Roth. There's a lot of kids at her age that are putting zero and running up their credit card bills so that mom and dad are bailing them out on credit card bills. I think for your, um, I was going to say peace of mind, maybe sanity or, or maybe just for the good karma that uh, that you will derive, you personally will derive father to father, I'm, I'm speaking now, uh, as a not just a, 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 a contribution or an investment or a hope, um, but but an expectation, a full expectation of, of the impact it's going to have when when maybe you and I are not here, but but she's in her in mid to late sixties and going, wow, Dad helped me get here, and it all the other benefits that may encourage her to do more or or do things slightly differently in a more positive way, or maybe seek out Alyssa to become her financial advisor and spend the next thirty or forty years getting great advice and staying on track as well. Uh, yeah. Fill it up and uh, and uh, and give her a big hug along the way. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much. Uh, you're very welcome. God bless. God bless. Bye bye. Yep. <clears throat> Kids are um, challenging, of course. Hmm. Um, but I was in church. And I think you were standing next to me last Sunday mm-hmm. when we were leaving church. And there happened to be a little baby there. Mm-hmm. And he is. A oh, doll face. Oh, he is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And makes the sweetest sounds. Uh-huh. He's like seven, eight months old. I uh-huh. don't know. Um, and, and gosh, w- we sat on the opposite side of the church. But you can't take your eyes off him. He's so adorable. And the people around him are all just drinking it in. The mm-hmm. woman that sat behind him, I thought she was going to just melt. <laughs> and afterwards I saw her, I said, cute baby. She goes, oh my gosh, she just mm-hmm. lost her mind. The 
Um, reason I share that with you is because this young boy's father is roughly the size of Mount Everest. <laughs> yeah, big dude. <clears throat> he is a big guy. Uh, I slapped him on the back, and uh, my hand still hurts. Uh, th- th- this is a big, strong, <clears throat> manly man. Mm-hmm. And I said, your boy is beautiful. He said, there is nothing better. Mm -hmm. This big mountain man who you might obviously wrongfully, he's a big guy. Yeah, his wife wanted to have a baby. What's the big deal? No, he's a mush. Oh, yeah. He's a mush. And rightfully so. And beautifully so. Oh, my gosh. You just want to. It was awesome to see his eyes light up talking about being a father to this baby. It was the cutest thing. Uh, Mom is so proud Mm -hmm. and so so pleased and and I think appreciative that so many of us in the church are appreciative of them. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine? I mean, it's hard enough to get our own selves to church. Yeah. They got to get up, get the baby going, get them, you know, uh, geez, there's a thousand things to do. And when that baby is two or three and he's like throwing hymnals around during the service, uh, I will be able to uh, relate to that struggle. But then they'll keep coming back and, and keep coming back <laughs> yeah. because people are going to go, no, 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 no. You to, oh, we're sorry we bothered you. You didn't bother us at all. Yeah. The sound of babies. Yeah, sometimes the sermon, you get a shriek of a baby. Sometimes it's me shrieking. That's that's just, <laughs> it happens. I just go, what is, come on. What is that stuff? But, um, gosh, it's, um, it's, it's what the church was built for. Mm-hmm. And so, by the way, if, if, and Holy Cross, you're always invited. Uh, but if you're, uh, wherever you attend, if there, you ever find yourself just, even momentarily gone, oh, I wish that baby would stop crying. No, you don't. You don't wish that at all. What you wish is that there were five or six more or 10 more and a whole bunch of young families with wonderful young kids. And if they're crying, just smile, just enjoy. And remember that when church is over, you're you're going home. They're taking the crying baby home. You're off the hook. Hmm. You know, I love the uh, conversations I have with people when they're proud to talk about what they've done for their kids. Um, You know, I'll sit down with people for the first time and they'll be giving me their overview of their financial situation. And uh, sometimes people um, who feel like they should have more saved up for retirement will give me that. Well, you know, we raised our kids. We sent we put put them through college so they don't have any loans and you know we help them out as much as we can so we don't have as much saved as we would have but you know we 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 raised our kids and and they're all off to a good start mm. and yeah it's it's really heartwarming to see that um you know the the love people have for their families and when they're they're proud that they've been able to do well for them and so these <sighs> these parents who are helping with their future retirement savings for their kids or the, the, the parents who are putting money into the 529 plans for college. Um, they're making sacrifices, but they're do it. They're doing it because they love them and they um, want to teach them the right ways. And I, it's fantastic. Well, your um, psychic abilities uh, create a segue oh. to this uh, question, dear Jean and Alyssa. I'm an old dad, 72 this past year. I'm fine, 
uh, hopefully uh, here for a long time. My daughter is 46. Uh, she's a single mom with 12-year-old triplets. Whoa. <laughs> wow. God bless her. <laughs> Buckle up. The uh, next few years are going to be challenging. <laughs> she's been teaching uh, at the elementary school level for 15 years. Okay. She has her master's degree in special education. Oh. Uh, plus 18, uh, uh, and it goes on to explain that means plus 18 more credits above her master's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, she unfortunately was divorced a couple of years ago, but she was able to buy her ex-husband out of their home, um, which in which she and the trips, the trips live. That's beautiful. My wife and I help her out when we are able. She is a terrifically hardworking woman. She also sells real estate on the side. She's been very successful at that as well. I worry because the trips, her job, her part-time job, the house, the dog, and everything else she has on her plate week to week, she's running herself ragged. Mm. I know financial planning and even savings has to be well down her to-do list. My wife and I are both retired. Thankfully, we did well when we worked. A number of years ago, we were able to give our daughter about 60000 for each of the triplets. Mm. Fabulous. That was placed in an educational account. After the divorce, we, we rewrote our wills so that she gets all of our assets when we're no longer here. And while that amount is substantial, I worry about her financial acumen and her investment savvy. Um, she's had struggles, haven't we all? Of course. Goodness gracious. I worry about her uh, when we are gone. I know my wife and I forced her to in- institute a budget. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but there's a lot of week left over at the end of the paycheck, I'm sure. I can almost guarantee she never sat down and said, gee, are there any ways I could better utilize my money and make my life easier? The kid's just got thing. This The, the kid, his daughter, mm. has so much on her mind. Would you think that sitting down with uh, her, reviewing her situation would benefit her? I know she'd probably take financial advice from folks other than mom and dad. Yes. And a lot more quickly if uh, me or my wife offered it up. Um, anyway, that's my tale. I'd appreciate any insights or suggestions you or Alyssa could offer. Thanks for your time. Now, before Alyssa gets to say anything, (laughs) that, that golden silence, oh, it warms my heart before Alyssa gets to say anything. And the reason I want her not to say anything yet is because, uh, it is my strong opinion that this young man uh, should connect his daughter with Alyssa as soon as possible. Um, Even though um, they're not the same age, they are of an age, they have children, they have that in common. Uh, This, this young woman has been through some challenges as we all have goodness. Uh, That certainly doesn't disqualify anybody from seeking financial advice because maybe in the past you made a couple decisions that weren't quite right. Please um, line up. That's, that's everyone. Um, having, uh, and as much as I think I'm as, as sensitive to the needs of all of my clients as any advisor can be, I've not walked in the shoes of being a woman or being a single parent or having trips. Um, so I, I think the first step here is to, is to introduce the two of you. And I think having that opportunity, um, that resource, that sounding board, and um, since the two of you are of an age, mm-hmm. there's a very real chance that's the rest of her life. 
Yeah. That, that she has someone that she can turn to and rely on uh, and doesn't have to feel alone. Uh, one of the things I would encourage dad to think about, you talk about having substantial assets. It's clear he adores her. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. He's very proud of her. Uh, as well he should be. Mm-hmm. As well he should be. Oh, my gosh. What she's done? Mm-hmm. Amazing. And it's clear she's not done. She, oh, no. she's She's doing big stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, bottom line is um, if, if I were sitting, if this is successful and this young lady ends up in our office, I, I would hope that w- at some point, Mom and dad come in too, mm. um, so that the big picture can be shared. Mm. Part of um, this gentleman's daughter's angst, stress, may very well be, I, I'm raising three, three children on my own, and gosh, what, what if I end up at at the end of my career with nothing and to know that that just isn't going to happen, that in the bigger picture, there's some substantial resources that are going to come your way. If that gives her even just a little less stress, a little less anxiety, a little more confidence, I think it's a huge advantage. Um, I think it's also important that dad um, plugs into uh, what his daughter has if she's been teaching for 15 years and if she's in the public school system, mm-hmm. she has a pension mm-hmm. that will likely, when she retires, be incredibly impressive. Mm-hmm. Add to that, Social Security would not be unusual at all for a retired teacher with pension and Social Security to have seven or $8,000 a month come hell or high water mm-hmm. with no savings whatsoever. It's unlikely she has no savings. That's not the point. The point is... Um, he may be uh, only seeing part of the the, the yeah. part. He may feel better. He may end up feeling better. Yeah, true. Uh, by by the family seeing the big picture, I think his daughter will definitely feel better. Family seeing the picture, and yes, uh, having Alyssa as her uh, guide, as her confidant, uh, will certainly make her feel better. Oh, I hope so. So I'd be happy to to help. Yeah. Uh, a fantastic email. Just. Uh, I'm reading through that and going, I need to meet this guy. Um, <laughs> I hope I, he comes in. I do too. As as the father of three daughters myself, and of course, if you haven't figured it out already, I think of Alyssa as a daughter as well, and uh, Juliana as my granddaughter. And <laughs> even though I guess I can talk about it now, right? That I have my a granddaughter on the way. Uh, yeah. Mm, it's getting very very close. <laughs> uh, so prayers for mm. uh, my daughter and son-in-law and. Uh, her unborn baby soon. Uh, yes. We're thinking four weeks or so. So that will be. Um, and then we'll see who's a big mush. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we have to guess too far. Uh, hmm. How old was Juliana when I met her? Hmm, I don't know, maybe seven? Maybe seven. Something like that? Six, yeah, seven, yeah, eight? Yeah, she, she had me in two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. It was... Uh, that 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 was uh, the I was the the easiest pushover on the planet <laughs> for this young lady. Um, very she very is pretty special. She is very very <laughs> special, and uh, I'm I'm so blessed that she has been in our lives, and uh, she makes me proud every single day. Aww.
Thank you. So, gosh. She's a little jealous she's going to have to share you with your new granddaughter. She is. Yeah. She told me. She said, but I'm still going to be the first one. You, you'll have to talk to her about that. Um, <laughs> I, I think she'll be less jealous when, when we uh, um, bring them together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> her and baby. Mm. She has such... Well, and as everybody with a brain knows, uh, babies and animals know good people and they respond to them. Mm-hmm. And there's never been a baby in our church that, that Juliana, Juliana hasn't interacted with that they don't just, they coo and they want to go, <laughs> which kind of pisses me off a little because <laughs> I'm usually the one that the babies want to hang with. So, uh, all right. But, but see, she got that. I'm pretty sure she got that from me, that, that I was a very good influence on her and Baby's liking her. She got that from me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm reasonably sure. Speaking of reasonably sure, what I am reasonably sure about is that our entire team at More Than Money, our MTM World Headquarters, um, are there to serve you and serve you in uh, the highest way that we possibly can. And that covers so many parts of a person's life. And the email we just uh, heard uh, from a dad worrying about his daughter and, and, and hmm. triplet grandchildren. Hmm. Sure. Uh, mom worrying about her triplet children and her financial future. <laughs> sure. 12 year old triplets who uh, will in a blink be heading off to college and, and have some money kind of tucked away that, that that's going to help, but they need uh, guidance in making uh, uh, appropriate financial decisions. Of course, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. It's simply the tip of the iceberg. So um, if you are so inclined, uh, the, the, uh, the granddaddy of all uh, free opportunities is our second opinion meetings, where you sit with a financial advisor, um, share with them your, uh, your goals, your, your current cir- circumstance, where you're heading, and, and allow that financial advisor, we have... V- Tons of them now. We're very, very blessed. <laughs> tons of uh, tons o advisors. Um, allow that advisor to guide you as to the other uh, opportunities we may have to guide you with social security issues or tax issues or uh, estate planning issues. Of course, uh, the list goes on and on. That is the granddaddy of all second opinions. But of course, you're still um, uh, more than uh, welcome uh, to take advantage of meeting with our social security expert, uh, Mark Basak, or our estate planning expert, Keith Stroll, our life insurance or long-term care insurance uh, expert, Mike Pompey. Our list of partners and experts is extensive because your needs are extensive and because we want to serve you at the highest level that we possibly can. All you have to do is ask. These are available to you at no charge whatsoever. Uh, You can certainly send me your emails, Gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com. You can go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com, morethanmoney, T-H-A-N, morethanmoneyonline.com. Check everything out uh, and then uh, contact us through the website. Or, gosh, you can go old school. You're allowed to use the phone. I, (laughs) I have checked the rules, and it is permitted 610-746-7007. 610-746-7007. Folks, it's an absolute pleasure to serve you. Uh, thanks to Alyssa. Thanks to John for making sure that the show sounds as good as it possibly can and uh, giving us 
uh, the, the chance to serve you one more time, hopefully well enough that you're going to want to return next week when we're back here in February already. Ah. In February on More Than Money. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>